Love Talk Radio. Sylvia Global Media's Network Show with Cindy Perlman, and I'm your host or co-host with Cindy Perlman. I am Gail Sylvia. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you again. It's been a while. I, I, I'm always so excited to hear your voice. Every time I oh, think of you, I just start smiling. You know, I think of um, those little um, bottles of bubbles that kids get, you know, at the store and at birthday parties where there's just bubbles you can wave and there's all this, the sheer joy from something so simple as bubbles. And I'm just glad to have you here on the show again because that's how I always feel sincerely when I'm talking to you, like just sheer joy, just bubbles. <laughs> so how are I love talking to you too and, and I love being on the show. Thanks. So, Cindy, how are things going in your in your world? And I know that we um, will be having an upcoming conversation on pets, but I'd like today to talk to you about you know some of the things that are happening in in your world and other parts of your world associated with um, interviews and entertainment and inspirational thoughts. Well, Gail, I can, first I have to tell everyone, I saw one of the best movies of this year. You have to go see it in a week when it comes out, 42, the Jackie Robinson movie. Oh, really? So great. I mean, and you know, you never know with a biography movie. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But this was so great, great for kids, really inspiring biography about, you know, the famous Jackie Robinson and, you know, what it took for him to play baseball with the Dodgers, which – he overcame great prejudice. I mean, horrible, horrible things happened to him on the road. But, you know, he persevered on and just a great movie with Harrison Ford playing the owner of the team. And, and he does a great job, too. Who plays Jackie Robinson? He's a young guy named Chadwick. And he's, a, you know, a pretty much an unknown actor. And I'll get you I'll get you his last name in a second. I can't remember for one minute, but... But, I mean, really solid performance and a tough role to get because Jackie Robinson's widow is still alive, and she's very philanthropic. And for years there was talk of making a movie of his life, and at one time even Denzel Washington was going to play it, but he's too old now. And she really sat with the people and said, you know, no, or, you know, I don't think so. And then when this young man was cast with, you know, pretty you know, pretty much not too many screen credits, she really sat with him and talked to him about how Jackie acted and how you know different gestures he'd make and and uh, told them a lot told him a lot about how you know they met and because part of the movie which is sort of nice is it's a love story between this couple uh, Jackie Robinson and his wife just you know trying to make it in America. Did they meet at UCLA? They did and and it was I mean he he was always a humongous baseball star. And um, but he could he could only play in the Negro League back then, and there was one manager of the Dodgers who said this is ridiculous. He's a great player. He should be playing for us, and I'm going to integrate baseball, which you know got everybody all crazy. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, they're a baseball team, so they were on the road a lot. So just imagine pulling into a small southern filling station to fill up the bus in those days. And, you know, here's Jackie Robinson being told, you know, you can't even use the bathroom. You have to go into the woods. And the team manager saying, well, fine, we're not going to spend $100 on gas to fill up our bus here. We'll go somewhere else. And, you know, a small southern gas station guy was like, well, no, 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 no. We want your money. Of course he can use the bathroom. So it's just, it's a really good movie about just what a double standard things were and, and just how tough it was for these groundbreaking people. What made it, you know, Cindy, when we hear comments such as, it, you know, a movie being inspirational or uh, so powerful in what it delivers, what was your takeaway or why was it so inspirational for you? Well, what I thought was nice about this movie, and I'm not the hugest sports person in the world, and I've seen trillions of movies about, you know, here's the big game, are we going to make it? And by the way, that actor is Chadwick Bosman, somebody to watch. But um, but I, what inspired me is the minute he gets signed, for the, and it seems amazing, he gets $3,400 to sign with the Dodgers, which back then was like saying here's a million dollars. But what was inspiring to me is that he immediately called the girl he loved, got engaged to her on the phone right in that moment. And it's really just about a young couple trying to, to start their life together and they end up having a baby and just super inspiring how this little family perseveres on, no matter what. I mean, there's a few, there's a great scene where they're actually run out of town by just some awful guys in this little hick town and they don't care. They're not quitting. This is, it's not so much that he wants fame and glory. He just really wants to support his family, which I thought that's so, that's so heroic. That, that inspired me because we're all not baseball stars, but, but everybody just wants to support their family. Hmm. How's your family doing, Cindy? Well, first, I cannot believe it, Gail, because I took your advice, and I actually started a garden this spring. And, and everybody uh-huh. gets me as someone who is a terrible cook and terrible at things like gardening. So I have to tell you, Gail, things are growing. It is so exciting. <laughs> we have strawberries. We have lettuce. We have basil. What is going on here? I don't. I can't even explain it. I don't understand. I mean, I'm watering, and I gotta say, for everybody out there who's kind of an A personality and they're really into work and their family, it's so relax. Don't you find that so relaxing just to have a little garden? Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> I absolutely do. It's a part of my uh, morning ritual, and it's meditative for me. It's my time in fellowship with God. It's a time for me to kind of start my day with a sense of real balance and perspective and attention to details that are focused on beauty and gratitude. It's it's just very grounding, and it stays. It's a it's really wonderful how it stays with us throughout the day, you know, just that connectivity to um, life in our garden. You know, it, it shapes our, per, you know, our, at least for me, it shapes my perspective. When I'm in situations, Cindy, that look like they're, you know, it's kind of complicated and it's unexpected, undesirable complications, and I reflect back on my garden and removing weeds from around the things that I do want that are beautiful in my life, 
And I kind of look at the the circumstances and the situation as weeds. Like, you know what? These don't belong here, or I don't belong here. You know, and those moments. And there's so many analogies and you know metaphors associated with gardening that um, are very simple and bring us sheer joy and pleasure and inspire us in ways that give us strength um, to, you know, have a wonderful life, you know, truly have a wonderful life. That's how that's how I experience, you know, gardening. And what's so beautiful about it is we got we bought two big uh, bougainvillea I can't even believe I know the name of that thing. We got two big bougainvillea plants with those big pink flowers, and and one of them looked pretty DOA for a while. It was like, oh, okay, I've killed this one, but you know, it's a little little TLC, a little less water than I was doing. It's amazing how things come back when you really thought that was it. I thought, oh, we're going to have to rip this out. It's dead. And my husband was like, no, no, let's see. Just lay back on the water a little. It doesn't need a swimming pool. And, and B, he's like, let's see. And it's just so exciting that this little bush came back. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, Cindy, that's, um, that's, I just made a similar comment to my husband on Sunday um, that I was surprised. I said, there is, there's this area in our garden that's, um, and it's shaded, and it tends to be moist. Um, we're on the water, so I, not much seems to survive there. And I was walking in the door past this area, and I saw these flowers blooming and buds forming and greenery appearing from a place that I thought nothing survived. And sure enough, when I put those plants and those seeds in the soil, um, there weren't any encouraging or promising signs of life for many months. And then, much to my surprise, um, there was actually life being formed and new life appearing now. And it was, it was a, you know, a wonderful gift to see this happening. And, again, another reminder that in those moments when you know, we're working diligently, we think we've got it all figured out and we've got it right or it doesn't look like it's going to work out and it doesn't appear right, we never know what good might come forward. So we just have to keep believing and planting those seeds and uh, tilling that soil and, yeah, and bougainvillea, oh, my gosh, they're so beautiful. (laughs) Um, Yes. I think we don't we don't believe we're so skeptical these days. We bought a little dwarf peach tree, and it was beautiful. It had little pink flowers all over it, and and I gotta say, Gail, I mean, we, we're so cynical these days that I thought there are not going to be peaches on this little thing. This is crazy. I mean, I'm not even really sure how peaches grow, but I know this is probably just a nice pink tree, and uh, the little flowers fell off, and I was like, oh, okay, now it's just a little green tree and now actual peaches are growing i mean i have to be a believer <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why i didn't believe but i really did it i just thought this is nuts we're not growing what are we like farmer in the dell here we're not growing peaches and all of a sudden these little peaches have appeared and it's pretty exciting it's sort of like you know we're all so sick of uh you don't get what you pay for but with plants, I guess you sort of do, and it's just cool to come out every morning, no matter what business stuff's going on, and see, like, how many little peach buds do we have? If that's, I mean, gardening people don't call in. I don't know if they're buds, if they're pods. I don't know. But they're little fuzzy things on a tree. 
you know, we had uh, we just also had another wonderful experience too, where all these years I, I, I love orchids. We just we really think they're so beautiful, they're so elegant, they're just the colors that I mean, man can't create on his own or her own an orchid. You know, it it comes from a place that we can't see and it's just beautiful to support life. So we've had many years, you know, we've bought these beautiful orchids, the flowers, you know, the blooms die and then we water them, we keep them in the sunlight, we hope and desire for new blooms to reappear and we either lose patience, overwater it, do something, give up. Um, and don't believe they're going to come back, or that we always believe, don't believe that we have the gift to help them be able to come back. And so this time, um, someone gave us some beautiful orchids and some fertilizer, and it just said, just put this fertilizer on two times a year. And it was in January, so that was helpful um, to remember. And then three weeks later, we're walking, you know, past this orchid, and like, Look at buds forming on there. And right now, at this moment, on our dining room table are all these beautiful new orchids, you know, that have rebloomed. But it's a first, you know, a first. So, you know, like you were just saying, you know, being a believer is a big part of it. Fertilizing that belief is another part of it. And then just not, you know, worrying about it, but just going on about our, you know, our our daily chores and our business of tending to it but not smothering it. And then um, there is something inspirational and good that will appear. And maybe that's how, you know, we can bridge that story you were sharing about Jackie Robinson, you know, that first we have to be a believer, you know. We have to be a believer that there is good around us. And, and so many I mean- more. And you look at Jackie Robinson's widow, and she's very, very philanthropic. She could have taken a lot of money for the rights to his story, but she was patient for decades trying to find the right people to make this movie because there was only going to be one major movie about him. And, you know, and we have no patience anymore, and it just goes to show, like, the plants, if you have a little patience, maybe now is not the time for something to grow, but it will grow six months from now, but you just can't lose hope. Yeah. Cindy Perlman, thank you so much for joining us today. I just, there's always something wonderful coming from your heart to share with the rest of us, and we appreciate your time and availability. You too, and I owe you some peaches this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy. I think I'll go pick some. I'll go get a a miniature peach tree and and find a spot in the garden. Take care, Cindy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.